looking back on 2022 with a week-long celebration of the year's superlatives. The biggest, the best, the most. Today, we'll hear from one of this year's most entertaining CityCast Houston guests. And, incidentally, one with the best Texas accent. In May, John Nova Lomax, who writes the newsletter Ruckus, joined producer Farrell Gibbs and me to talk about Houston accents. It's Wednesday, December 28, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. John Nova, Farrell. Hey. Y'all ready to talk accents? Absolutely. Let's talk accents. All right, Farrell, you said some fighting words to me earlier. You need to say that in front of Lomax. I, I hope it doesn't get me in trouble. It was a question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't hear a uh-huh. Texas accent here in Houston at all. You know, it's it's now I come from a land of accents. I have one. I try and hide it all the time. But Houstonians sound like South Alabamians to me. <laughs> I always heard when you come here, you were going to hear words like howdy, you know, and that that Texan drawl that you would hear from Yosemite Sam. And instead, it sounds a lot like my homeland. Well, I mean. <laughs> You have an accent, oh. so are you saying that we share your accent or we we don't have an accent? I'm saying when I go to Lowe's or True Value Hardware Store and I say, hey, y'all, where do you keep the weed eaters at? <laughs> Nobody's looking at me sideways when I say it. They say, oh, it's over there on aisle seven. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell different Southern accents apart, Farrell? I can't. Oh, I can't. But I'm. I'm not. I mean, I have traveled, but I'm not well traveled. Mm-hmm. I do know that when I go certain places in the world, even out west, if I go to Seattle, Denver, they look at me very weird. Right. I've never been looked at weird in Houston. I have this feeling though that the accent probably changes the more west Texas that you get. But I don't even know that for sure. What I've heard is that Houston has sort of all the southern accents kind of mixed up together that we have this kind of pan-Southern accent. If you've got a good ear for language, and if you grew up in a place that has a really distinctive accent, you can hear different Southern accents. But Houston has this funny sort of blended Southern accent, and now we're getting like all these international influences. And I don't think it's quite shaken out yet. But John Nova, you have, like, what generation Houstonian are you? How many years has your family been here? They all moved here after the war, most of them from other parts of Texas. I was sort of raised by my maternal grandparents, and they had wildly different Texas accents. So, like, I, I sort of began to develop an ear for accents there because my grandmother was from Beaumont. My grandfather was from Fort Worth. Okay, so East Texas and West Texas. Yeah, and, you know, Beaumont is, is, is a straight-up Louisiana accent. Like the whole family would, would haze her for her pronunciation of certain words. Like what? You know, like she would say, uh, drink your orange juice. <laughs> you better pray to the Lord. But, you know, in sort of a gentler, more sing-song tone. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas my grandfather had this sort of courtly Fort Worth accent. Always kind of reminded me of James Baker. You know, I was talking to uh, John Barry Williams, who's long been uh, James Baker's uh Speechwriter mm-hmm. and asking him about, you know, is there a Houston accent? I don't think that John grew up in Houston. I think he's from Austin. But he was like, no, there's not a Houston accent. And I was like, well, what about your boss? You know, to me, that's like the epitome of an aristocratic 
Houston accent. Right. This family that's been here for yeah, heaven knows how many generations. They founded Rice. Right. He has this theory that uh, he's like, oh, he he put that on when he went to D.C. because he wanted to sound cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he said he's going to look into it. That is a hypothesis that is unproven at this point. To me, it was kind of an example of a Houston accent. Billy Gibbons has a Houston accent. Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top. Yeah, Marvin Zindler had one. Marvin Zindler, the TV news, slime and the ice machine, Marvin Zindler. (laughs) My dad has one. You know, I moved back and forth between Nashville and Houston in the 70s, and there seemed to be this uh, kind of shame attached towards having a Houston accent in the 70s or any kind of Southern accent, because I would come back down here and my family, after I'd been in Nashville for a while, would would tease me for uh, sounding like a hillbilly. But, you know, I would I would say things like, I'm really tired of my skill. And they were like, skill? You know, and there was a tendency to, to move from y'all to you guys at the time, which I just abominate. <laughs> Are you talking about in Tennessee or generally a move from y'all to you guys? Houston. Yeah. Oh, in Houston. Because you didn't want to sound Southern or hickish. And now we're swinging back because it's politically correct. You guys excludes women. I think so. And so now I'm hearing Northerners sort of trying to say y'all. You hear them say it in quotation marks and it drives me nuts. Right. (laughs) But it's come back in Houston and I hear it not just in old South, you know, Southern white people, but or in black people, but also like in immigrants, kids, immigrant kids who grew up in Houston say y'all. Yeah. Naturally. You know, it's like a straight up translation of Usted is. Sure. It's the only thing that really works. Because, you know, you guys does not work for sexist reasons. So it's annoying. (laughs) Sounds New Jersey, used guys. (laughs) I can't even do it right. So, yeah, I've I've written uh, hot defenses of of y'all before, and uh, I will continue to do so. I I will fight on the ramparts for y'all forever and ever. Why? It's just correct. (laughs) That is not Uh, an argument. (laughs) I agree with you, but it is it is an aesthetic thing. It sounds right. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of language or dialect. It sounds right. That is, by God, how good people do it. Yeah. Good people say y'all, right? It's warm, too. It's very friendly. You know, how y'all doing? Y'all come on in. You know, it's, it's, a, it's like a warm blanket over folks. Yeah. And if you need to be even more inclusive, you say all of y'all to emphasize it. If you're in a tirade. All of y'all is really great, too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All of y'all need to leave me alone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> One thing that annoys me immensely, though, is when Northern linguists will insist against all evidence from anyone who actually speaks the dialect that we use it in the singular because they misinterpret certain situations you know, like uh, these linguists should be canceled for saying this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but give an example. When do they use it singular? John McPherson has, has done it recently. And his case was bizarre. Where He, he said that uh, we will use y'all in the singular to be compassionate. Like, say, if you're talking to someone you just met and they tell you, I'm here in town because my mother has cancer. And then they will say, well, God bless y'all. 
Yeah, or I hope y'all are all right. Yeah, because you're talking about the person and the mother. Right. I can translate that. Okay. That ain't compassionate. Exactly. <laughs> Not particularly. I mean, you know, he insisted that that person is referring to only the person who's being spoken to. You know, and the, the, the example I thought of, because I'm a ne'er do well, is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, say you get pulled over, you know, and the policeman pulls you out of the car and he takes you to his car and he's talking to you. And he says, so where are y'all going? Why are y'all in such a hurry? He's not speaking to you. He's speaking to you and everyone in the car. He would never say that if you were the only one in the car. They'd say it in Alabama. They'd be like, what's y'all's hurry? Even if you're the only one in the car. Yeah. But I mean, we can't use Alabama as an example here. I mean, because <laughs> I mean, we're talking Texas. But yeah, I've, I've heard that before. I mean, but you've seen it in movies, too. Well, movies don't count. <laughs> movies aren't real. Well, I mean... Farrell, do you not know that? It's the stereotype. You know, you got the two guys on the porch, and they're wearing overalls with no undershirt, and then the city slicker walks by, and they go, why y'all in such a hurry? You know, and that, that's, that, that happens. In the movies. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Lisa here. You know, <laughs> I say in your car scenario, Farrell, that... Uh, they're assuming you have a captive in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain your hurry. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, for me, I've just never had that happen. I mean, nobody has ever used y'all to me in the singular. And H.L. Um, Mencken did it in his, his uh, you know, like Dictionary of American English. H.L. Mencken, famous Southerner? Well, Baltimore. Yeah. That Baltimore don't count. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but you know, he wrote the the first book on the American language, and he was another one who insisted that uh, we did something we just don't do. So maybe they do it in Baltimore. Maybe they do it in Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> they don't do it, Houston. We do not do that here. I will, I will fight with you on this one. Yeah, I have not heard it here. I'm still trying to figure out what this Texan accent is. I, I, I actually went and took an instructional this morning. I went to WikiHow. They have a lesson on how to sound Texan. Oh, <laughs> and, and they, they actually have pictures of how to form your mouth to sound Texan. Like I'm looking at it right now. The phrase is, I'm taking a look. I'm taking a look is the first way it's pronounced. But if you want to sound like a Texan, you say A-H apostrophe M taking a look. I'm taking a look. And then the second one, they have singing. You sh you're supposed to say sangin, S-A-N-G-I-N. I mean, I go through all of these and it just sounds like a Southern accent. So what expert has written this Wikipedia <laughs> guide for you, Farrell? Let me see if somebody put their name on this. Oh, the WikiHow staff did. Oh, yay. The WikiHow staff. Noted Texans. Right up there with H.L. Mencken. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they're confusing their Southern with their Texan. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, some of that is, is kind of right. I mean, I'm not sure that there is a Texan accent. There are a lot of Texan accents. No, yeah. One ad, a radio ad that drives me crazy for reasons I won't go into. The uh, CEO, I think, of uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield of, of Texas. And I, I listened to it a few times and I was like, you know what? I bet this guy went to Baylor. What? Okay. 
How can you pinpoint Baylor? There's something about these Texas Baptists. You know, and so I looked into it, and he, he has an undergraduate <laughs> degree from Baylor, but he's not even from Texas. He's from Dalton, Georgia. He adopted the Baylor accent. Yeah, he adopted the Baylor accent. Basically, you kind of kind of sound like a successful football coach. <laughs> sort of underlined certain words like uh, moral fiber. He, he he just has it down. Uh, you know, I'm convinced that's how he's advanced his career is just by the way he's able to say words like integrity. You know? <laughs> okay, so do different universities have different accents in Texas? Well, I, Lisa, I believe that Rice has an accent. I've heard you talk about this before. I went to Rice. What? <laughs> what, do you, what is the Rice accent? It's just kind of a fancy Southern accent. Fancy. Yeah. You know, like Larry McMurtry just did not talk like he was from uh, Archer City. Rice grabs uh, talk faster and fancier. That's not just a better vocabulary. <laughs> That's something to do with SAT scores. Well, yeah, we know the vocabulary for sure. Yeah, you know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also think it's changing. I mean, I was at Rice at the tail end of that period when it was a regional university. Yeah. I was there when they were really pushing to become a big national university and to attract people from all over. Yeah. And so you still had a lot of people from podunk towns, you know, the smartest kid in the high school. Right. Um, who were there trying to, you know, look smart like everybody else who was around them. Not sure who else was trying to hide their accent. Yeah. But I think that's been changing, you know, as Rice becomes more of a global draw. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you're absolutely right there. And, you know, it's probably a fading thing. Is there a Texas A&M accent? There is a Texas A&M dialect. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Say something. Uh, you know, howdy and all that. Yeah. Howdy. Do you hear how? howdy at A&M? Farrell, you, your wife goes to A&M, yeah? My wife goes there. Yes, I hear howdy. I do. Um, they greet each other that way. I, I've never heard it with oomph behind it, as if they were born with the word howdy in their mouth. It's <laughs> They came here and they were told this is the way Texas A&M people greet each other. This is how Aggies talk. Right. And so howdy is very, you know, it's just very non-accented. Not like something you would think in a Western where you walk into the saloon and somebody goes, howdy. You know, it's they don't say howdy. like They say howdy, you know. I used to say things like howdy, howdy, you know, just to friends. But were you doing it with just a tinge of irony? Or were you yeah. something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I say hallelujah sometimes just to rock people back. <laughs> One of the things that we don't really talk about much is like you go down into the valley. The Rio Grande Valley. Boy, there's some accents down there. Just the way they talk uh, so heavily influenced by Spanish or Spanglish or whatever. You know, it's just... Uh, yeah, I mean, we have some of that deep in Houston. Like, do other yeah. cities have esplanades? In the middle of their streets. I think that goes back to like Houston has this, this strange relationship with New Orleans that way. Oh, so you think it's coming from French and not from Spanish? Yeah. You know, as far west as Beaumont, they used to call sidewalks uh, banquettes. Wow. So are there other words that kind of brand you as a Houstonian? Well, this is another one that infuriates me <laughs> is the doodlebug phenomenon. You hear people call them pill bugs. What else? The little like bugs that when roly polies, when you pick them up and you 
Yeah. Touch them, they curl into a ball. Roly poly, yeah. From New Orleans to Houston, they're called doodlebugs. There was a dialect test that was floating around the internet circa 2000. And that was the last question was, what do you call those bugs? And I answered doodlebug. It told me that answer was unacceptable. <laughs> and I was just outraged. You know, because <laughs> I was like, you're asking me about my opinion. You tell me my opinion is invalid. You know? <laughs> like, but then uh, that New York Times dialect test came out about six or eight years ago. That that test, that is the one that pointed out something I hadn't realized, which is this one word that pegs Houstonians. Or not a word, it's a phrase, feeder road. Right. Like, what do you call a road parallel to the freeway? You call it a frontage road yeah. or a belt line. You ain't from around here. (laughs) And I thought that's kind of perfect. You know, the one thing that current Houstonians all share, you know, my God, is our experience of of freeways. Some people just make it feeder. (laughs) You get on the feeder. Yeah. You know, the first time I I, I saw a frontage road was on the highway coming back from Galveston. And it was right after uh, those, you know, there's an exit for Lamarck. And then there's an exit for some road with like a really Cajun name, and I thought a, uh, I thought it was Frontage Road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who is this? Because it's foreign. <laughs> Monsieur Frontage, you know. <laughs> oh, let's talk a little bit more about that Louisiana influence on the Houston accent. Because I think I hear that a lot in, like, the black sort of Creole accents that you hear around here. Oh, yeah. The sort of country rap sound. I mean, that sounds really different than, you know, rappers from New Jersey or Los Angeles. It does. It's hard to, I think, for white people to really distinguish. But Louisiana accents are the one that could really pick out. Something about the vowels that are uh, easier to pick out. This is a strip from New Orleans through Lafayette and Lake Charles to uh, like Megan the Stallion to me has kind of more of a Creole accent than uh, most rappers. All right. Well, thank y'all for talking with me. That was John Nova Lomax and Farrell Gibbs. A quick update. After we recorded that episode, John Nova had medical problems and he had to suspend ruckus. But now he's got the newsletter up and running again, and it is a delight. The latest issue is an in-depth look at 1980s singer Kenny Rogers, the biggest country music star that Houston ever spawned. And a couple of weeks ago, Lomax dove into the history of U Totem, Houston's lost convenience store. We'll have a link to Lomax's newsletter in our show notes. That's it for our show today. We'll be back tomorrow with more Houston superlatives. Talk with you then. I don't think the American coot is going to attract a whole lot of people. Maybe. Maybe they're coot fans. (laughs) 